the first thing you need to do is to identify your goals and what you want to achieve from your part-time job. So are you just trying to get money from this job or you actually want to plan ahead with your career and do something uh, for your career with this job? So what I did, so I was volunteering for an organization and I know I want to jump into marketing, jump into business development. So I, I put my hands up to say, hey, if there are any opportunities uh, available for other casual or part-time opportunities, I, I'm, I, I would love to join the company. So one is, you know, more professional. Another one is, you know, more, you know, hands-on, you, you, you do it for short term. What's up, people? Welcome back to International Podcast. We interview international students and recent graduates in Australia and ask them about their university life, their field of study, and how they secured a full-time job or a part-time job while studying as an international student in Australia. Today, we are interviewing Ocean. Ocean is a former international student from Hong Kong and is currently the Programs and Marketing Coordinator at Prectera, working with Study Queensland to deliver its flagship employability initiative. While studying at UQ, as an international student, Ocean co-founded Startup Interns, which received a Queensland IET Partnership Fund, developed the IEAA Student Entrepreneurship Research Paper, and has consulted for Australia. He is the IEAA Tony Adams Rising Star Award 2020 and Queensland Government Outstanding Young Achiever Award 2019 recipient, as well as a UQ Young Alumni Advisory Board member and Techstarts APAC Community Leader. We are super excited for this podcast, so check it out. Thank you so much for your time, Ocean. When I was going through your profile on LinkedIn, I was blown away. So many things you have done in your professional work as volunteer and while being an international student in University of Queensland. So thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me here. Awesome, man. I really want to get started and get to know everything the things that you have done so all our listeners and viewers can learn from the things that you have done. So you have been an international student from Hong Kong, right? So when you came to Australia in uh, December 2015 and started in January 2016, what was your biggest challenge as an international student in Australia? Yeah, good, really good question. Uh, I got this a lot as well, actually. Um, I guess start off with this. I do have cousins and I do have like extended family here. So, you know, finding accommodation and those kind of things is not the big uh, challenge for me. But more, um, the biggest hurdle I had when I first arrived this country is my English. Because my English wasn't good enough. I wasn't confident enough to talk to people, to tell people um, uh, what I'm thinking as such. So first thing first, I guess my English was my first struggle. Um, okay. Yeah, and, and I guess time to time, I, 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 I feel better now. But, but you know, it's, it's still a thing uh, you learn on the way you learn uh, while you interact with people. So yeah, English, the first thing. I, I, I absolutely I, agree. I think a lot of international students, in fact, majority of international students struggle uh, with their English. And honestly, I always thought like when I was in India, I always thought like my English is good enough. I can talk to almost everybody because like, um, you know, we are taught English since probably we are like 
six years old, seven years old, and a lot of people talk in English um, in India. But when I came here, I still struggled understanding um, the Australian slangs or just the Australian accent. And um, that had taken a toll on my confidence. So, so how did you improve your English? Oh, wow. I guess having the right mindset in the beginning. So when I was here, like when I first arrived here, I, I knew I am here to study and to learn. So I'm not, I wasn't hanging out with people from, from my home, you know, country, from my uh, people who have similar cultures, but actually hanging out with locals or with other international students who speak English. So and I guess that's the first thing uh, we uh, should do, just get yourself into the environment and to adapt um, English uh, and use it. So, and, and time to time you build confidence and you get better with, with, with that. So, so yeah. That is brilliant. Okay, coming back to your education. So you have done a bachelor's of commerce from University of Queensland, is that right? Yeah, so Bachelor of Business Management in UQ. So it's quite similar to uh, yeah, commerce degree here. And how has your experience been in University of Queensland? Like, what do you love the most about University of Queensland? Yeah, it's it's amazing. I mean, I it's uh, phenomenal. Like, I, I did a lot of things. I I did a bit of volunteering there. I uh, um I started a business in UQ, and I I went on exchange uh, with other people. I uh, went to Israel, so a bunch of experience. So, yeah, um, I couldn't do better. I reflect my last three years. Like, I I spend all the time um there, and and yeah. and yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. So good, man. And you mentioned specifically about volunteering. So before we go to part-time jobs and I ask you everything about your professional work, I really wanted to focus on uh, volunteering opportunities that you have taken up because you have taken up so many volunteering opportunities. So why have you taken up these volunteering opportunities? Because no, I'm pretty sure majority of volunteering opportunities don't pay you, right? So why did you why did you take these opportunities and and how did you find the right volunteering opportunities? Yeah, so I guess we flat on my last point. I really want to improve my English in my first place. And I knew the best way to do it is to get around with people who speak English and work or volunteering with, with an organization. So that's the, the um, momentum or the, the motivation I had in the beginning. Um, but also like meeting friends and just, you know, hand off people, spend time there, get to know more about the country, get to know more about uh, different organizations. So that's different, different intentions um, and, and give you a story. So my first volunteering experience uh, was with Study Brisbane. So there was a study cluster uh, similar to, to um, uh, other uh, study cluster in Melbourne or Victoria in, in New South Wales. Um, so I was one of the ambassadors there and I get to, you know, network, I get to with hand around with different professionals. And that's how I land to another volunteering positions in a multicultural agency, uh, Multicultural Australia. So we, we help refugees and asylum seekers to settle in Australia. And that's what's really meaningful because I learned about that in the textbook. I learned about refugees, learned about persecution, but yeah. never met someone who went through that journey and hearing their story. So yeah. I was volunteering there and, and just opened my mind with, you know, how uh, humanity uh, changed the world and, and, and love issues we are facing. Uh, not only, uh, you know, we are really lucky in this country, but in another side of the world. So yeah, yeah that, that's how I started with the whole yeah. volunteering yeah, journey. If, if, for example, I'm an international student right now, 
or I'm somebody mm-hmm. who's planning to come to Australia. So I will be an international student. And I want to find the right volunteering opportunities. What would you suggest as an for international student? What should they do? I guess in the beginning, you don't need to bother if the volunteering is experience is right or wrong, it doesn't really matter for your first time. Uh, it doesn't be have to in your professional uh, discipline, it doesn't have to be aligned with your, you know, uh, um, study discipline or, or such. Um, but go to your university or to go to your institution and talk to those employment advisors, employability uh, specialists to see what's opportunities out there and, and, and try to get that first. When you do more, you know what you want to do, you know your personal value, you know your mission, you know what you want to serve, uh, and then you find other opportunities either online or go on you know, different articles. Uh, there are plenty of resources from different study clusters, from insider guys. So, so yeah, I guess when you first start, don't bother what's, what you will be doing. Just do something first, and then you, you jump on something you are more passionate about. I think that is such a great advice. Like First thing that we need to do is just like, get what is out there and then figure out what we really, really like. So I really love that. Uh, And let's move on to your part-time job. So you mentioned that you got your part-time job through your volunteering opportunity. Was that your first part-time job? I, yeah, it was my first part-time job in Australia. I did a bit of other work back home, but yeah, my first professional part-time job in Australia. Okay. And uh, a lot of international students um, struggle to get a part-time job. So what would be your advice for those students? Uh, so like, what should they do to get a part-time job in their field? I guess there are two types of part-time jobs. Uh, one is more on, okay, you want to get cash, get money straight away. So you work in a cafe or work in a restaurant, blah, blah, blah. Uh, another way is, um, so what I did, so I was volunteering for an organization and I know I want to jump into marketing, jump into business development. So I, I put my hands up to say, hey, if there are any opportunities uh, available for other casual or part-time opportunities, I, I'm, I, I would love to join the company. So one is, you know, more professional. Another one is, you know, more, you know, hands-on, you, you, you do it for short term. And yeah, and, and I guess the first thing you need to do is to identify your goals and, and what you want to achieve from your part-time job. So are you just trying to get money from this job or you actually want to plan ahead with your career and do something uh, for your career with this job? Um, right. Not necessarily saying you work in a cafe doesn't you know acquire or doesn't gain any skills at all, uh, but just different. Um, it, I mean, it's really good experience because you get yeah. to you know, work with customers, you, you build up your surface orientation, different skill sets, negotiation, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all those are transferable skills, but there is still a focus you, you, you can do, uh, you, can, you can go with, so yeah. Right, okay, awesome. So apart from that specific job that you got through your volunteering, did you apply for any other part-time jobs during you were a student? Uh, afterward, I was working for the faculty doing um, events, management, those kind of things. But those jobs are more word of mouth, word of mouth. So yeah. when you know the people in, in, in the faculty or in the organizations, uh, they yeah. ask you to help. And then, you know, you become a casual worker for them. So yes, uh, but I didn't apply for that. Yeah, that is the point that I, I exactly wanted to make, which is like, like how one opportunity, for example, volunteering, when you applied to become an ambassador for Study Brisbane, 
you had no idea that these are the chain of events that are going to happen that that you'll meet somebody and that would lead to another volunteering opportunities that would lead to a part-time job that will give you certain experiences and so on and you know all those opportunities so um so that 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 is the point that i wanted to make as to like even if volunteering opportunities come in your way as an international student while you're studying how important it is to just take it up and learn from them right and just on that internship part um uh, there are rarely any international student who start their own startup while they are international student in australia because it's really really hard and you have started your startup so i mean you are one of the example as well <laughs> <laughs> i mean yeah but uh, you know that there are not many international students who have done that so so tell me about it how did you start what is it about and why did you feel the need to start your startup yeah i guess i coming from my background um i always want to do something myself and I always want to start something so when i was in school back in my home country i want to sell sausages you know in on campus so so i know i am pretty entrepreneurial and my my dad is a sole trader as well so so he does have a business so kind of influence me in some way um but fun fact i actually know more about him and his story after i started my business because i understand the blood and the you know the tear you need to put into your business right. um anyway um and coming with starting up startup interns so my co-founder and i actually met from study brisbane so he was one of the ambassadors from korea and i was from hong kong i'm from hong kong so we we knew each other and then we we both want to do something for international students because when we were working uh as uh i like you know an intern uh we we understand the need of students applying for jobs getting internship getting work experiences so we we know there is a gap between the industry and students and and that's why we come together to do something together for for international students uh to to build uh portals to build technologies to help students to find jobs um so so that's how we get started Okay. Long story short, uh, we were trying to build technologies to to help students to uh, find internship, um, but we we end up finding that the market foundation told us actually there are enough jobs in the market. Uh, employers are are open to hire international students if a student can demonstrate their value. And the key problem here is international students are not really good at demonstrating their value, not really good at personal story, not really good at storytelling. Um, so, so, and and we trickle, we prefer the whole business, and then you know um, change the business model, and 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 yeah, and and that's why we did start interns and all the programs and uh, with with yeah, yeah, yeah in the past. That is so good, and you raised a really important point that companies want to hire. anybody who has the right skill set and a lot of time international students have those skills they just don't know how to convey that they have those skills so what would be your suggestions to these international students who are looking for jobs right now yeah i guess um the first thing is be confident and just you know storytelling tell your story um um a lot of international students coming from a technical background but they don't really tell people what they had achieved back home or they don't think it's relevant because they were not their their experience were not in in Australia so they hide those experience 
but no, they are really relevant and it's really important to, to demonstrate those uh, skills and your, your experience, your mindsets, blah, blah, blah. Um, and the second thing is um, build up your profile and, and let people know, um, like, I guess, especially 2020, make sure you have a good linking presence, uh, you do all the networking, uh, online, offline, whatever, let people know your name, let people know what you are doing and let people know your anger, your ambitions, you're here to help, you're here to get stuff done. So yeah, diff different ways you can get jobs. Um, and I guess you had other um, speakers to cover that uh, topic as well. Um, but one thing you need to do is just be confident and tell people who you are and why you're here and what's your passion. Amazing, man. That is so important because I know like I've been talking to a lot of international students almost on a daily basis and the number of international students struggle to get a job is just a lot. And a lot of times I think that international students also have to step up their game to um, actually get a job um, in the field that they are studying in. And coming back to the to the second last question, and that is about your full-time job. So tell us the story, because we just talk about how hard it is to get a full-time <laughs> job. So how did you get your full-time job? Well, so uh, just a bit of background. So I'm now working for Patera, an ad tech and SaaS company uh, in experiential learning. So we build technologies helping um, educators and learners to learn better to deliver their um, um, courses better with technologies. Um, so it's, it's really interesting because when I first started Startup Interns, we, we were doing quite similar things as Patera, my current company. And at some point, my co-founder and I actually think Patera uh, is our competitor, well, was our competitor. And, and, and we were, you know, looking at each other. Well, I don't know if they look at us, but, but we, we definitely look at their profile, look at their business case, look at how they, you know, deliver the technologies and how they build the technologies, blah, 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 a lot of analysis. And at some points we met a CEO uh, when he was um, in Queensland uh, taking up leadership role. So we, we met with him uh, and then we formed a partnership because we believe collaboration is much better than competition in every single situation. So we collaborate, we apply for grants together, we run things together, we do things together. Um, and then, yeah, and then end up, you know, people say, if you can't beat someone, you join someone. <laughs> and, and yeah, so so that's a story. Uh, I really, uh, I guess it's quite rare and quite unique in, yeah. in, in our community. So when you start a business, uh, you end up not working for your own business, but you work for your competitor as an international student. So yeah, it's, it's, it's funny, <laughs> interesting. <laughs> I, think, I think it's a great story because it talks about how, how um, you, know, you have the cap capacity to actually work to solve the problem and not have your ego stuck to the name of your company. Because um, a lot of founders struggle with that. So like, I know they're better or I know they're they're just much bigger. You might be better, but they're just much bigger and they have the you know, larger market share. And that's why they cannot let go of what they have. So I think, I think uh, what you have done is great. And I guess we flat on myself and my co-founder DJ, we, we know we are in our early 20, you know, early career. It's much more efficient and productive and better outcome when we learn from someone you know in our early age and then come back to do something else 
in the next five, 10 years when we are ready, when we are more you know, uh, adaptable, when we are more flexible, when we are more ready to start uh, another business. So Absolutely. yeah. I think at that time you would have a lot more knowledge that, um, that you can execute in your business to make your business more successful. Yeah, that- knowledge, connections, yeah, skill sets. Awesome, man. Coming back to our last question, and I, I get really excited about this question because I have heard some amazing answers. And the question is very, very simple. If you had to live your life again as an international student with all the knowledge that you already have, what are some of the things that you would 100% do that you may have already done, but you know that this is something that I have to do to get certain returns or what are the things that you haven't done that you would like to do? Oh, that's a hard question. Well, cause you know, I, I feel I spend, I maximize my experience in the last three years already. So I don't really have things that I feel regret or, or not doing. And, and I guess my story is each chapter is linked to each other. I guess, as you mentioned, if I didn't do volunteering, I wouldn't land my internship. I wouldn't start my business. I wouldn't take up leadership role. I wouldn't land my full-time job here. So only if I miss a single chapter in my last three experience, uh, it's going to be different. Um, Yeah, one thing I could do more, I guess, and I still can do now is speak louder for our community, speak louder for international students. Uh, And and I guess, especially during COVID and seeing, um, you know, government, seeing um, politicians respond to our sector and, and students. And I guess we, it, it's time for us uh, to speak louder for us and talk about what value we can bring to, you know, this society, not only, you know, the tuition fee we are paying, but also the cultural value and, and the, the tangible stuff we are doing with research, with the work we are doing, with the skills and everything. So, yeah, and, and I guess it's, it's not just me, but everyone who has studied here, who are studying here and who are going to study here, uh, it, it's look at us as a community. Awesome, man. That is so good. Well, thank you so much for your time. I absolutely loved each and everything that you said. And I'm sure everybody who's listening to this or watching this video will have so much to learn from this interview. Thank you so much for your time. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Hope you loved the episode, guys. Please hit the follow or subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends. If you want us to interview someone from a specific field or a university, you can always follow us and reach out to us on YouTube, Facebook, or Instagram. Just search for Internash and you will be able to find us. See you in the next episode.